Awesome. Morning, church. That's a great greeting. Fantastic. Let me just get ready. I don't... Oh, see, these things are going to fall out. All right. Well, there is just 44 days to go till Christmas. How fantastic. Yeah? Am I the only one excited? I mean, Christmas. Yes? Presents. Well, I'm too old for presents, but food. Yeah? Food. Holidays. Um, I cannot wait. I have a countdown thing on my phone, and um, it, uh, it tells me that there's 44 days till Christmas and 58 days till our holiday. And um, every week, I take a screenshot of it, and I send it to our girls, just reminding them that Christmas is coming. I am already playing Christmas music. Uh, Boney M, little drummer boy, you know. Uh, Mariah Carey, um, something, something, something. Um, yeah. Uh, Harry Connick Jr., Michael Bublé, Boys to Men. Oh, okay. <laughs> My office is even decorated. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you, Georgia. So I am well and truly into the swing of Christmas. And, and so we're talking about Advent conspiracy. You know, the thing about Advent conspiracy and what we're talking about, we're not, this is not about taking the joy out of Christmas at all. It is just getting us to think about what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm wearing multifocals now. So I no longer have to do this. You know, I can read my notes. But every time I walk at the bottom of my vision, the stage moves. So that's why I'm I'm trying to keep away from the edge. So I'll be staying just in this area, and if I don't walk down the steps, you know why. Multifocals, just ridiculous. It's like I'm old or something. Not as old as Andy. Sorry, Pastor Andy. See, the crowd reacted, so I had to say sorry. Do we remember a time, church, when chocolates were not a part of our Easter family traditions? Do we remember a time when Jesus' death and resurrection uh, was, came first before the Easter show or the Easter bunny, or the Easter show bags. Do you remember a time when Easter didn't include the Easter bunny? Do you remember a time when Merry Christmas became 
Merry Xmas. Do you remember a time when Merry Christmas was replaced by Happy Holidays? And slowly, slowly over time, our Christmas tradition or the reason why we celebrate, celebrate Christmas had slowly had the main reason taken out of it. And Jesus has been replaced with gifts and chocolate eggs. No, nothing wrong with gifts. Nothing wrong at Easter time with chocolate eggs. I eat more than the kids. So there's nothing wrong with it. The only problem is that slowly through commercialism, Jesus has been taken out of those celebrations. And the thing I love about the Advent conspiracy is that when it comes to Christmas, it's challenging us to think about the real reason behind Christmas. Don't get you know, uh, caught up in all the commercialism and forget about the real reason behind Christmas. So today, I want to talk about the second aspect of the Advent Conspiracy and something that Penny and I again want to try and add to our family tradition around Christmas. And so this morning, we're going to talk about spend less. Last week, we heard Jono speak wonderfully on worship fully. Sorry, I was thinking love all, and I'm thinking, no, that's not right. Um, worship fully. This week, we're talking about spending less. You know, and Christmas, yes, it can be about giving lots of stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. Or for Christmas, you know, you can decide, well, you know, I'm just not going to give too many presents. You can do that. But it's all about, for us, capturing the spirit of the season. And nothing wrong with jumping headfirst into the season and start Christmas like me in November. There's nothing wrong with that. But the whole aim of Christmas is to focus on who Jesus is. To focus on the fact that God sent his son for us. You know, and I've been pondering this whole spend less. Um, and really, what we're really saying here, give a gift to someone or to the ones that you love, that you have thought through. Not just give a gift that you thought, well, mm, yeah, I kind of heard them say that they may have liked this thing, so I'm just going to give them that thing. Spend less is not literally about, well, spend less. For some people, yes, you should spend less at Christmas. Um, 
when Penny and I got married, I had to spend less. For me, Christmas time, just spend, spend, spend. And uh, Penny has thankfully taught me that around Christmas time, we should actually think about what we're doing, you know, and not just throw money at the kids. Well, we're still debating that. <laughs> but I suspect she will win. It's about being thoughtful when you give a gift. You know, when, when Adam and Eve sinned and God now had to come up with another way to bring salvation to his people, he didn't approach Michael and Gabriel and say, hey, now listen, guys, Things haven't gone as planned. So, mm, Michael, can you go down every hundred years and just do something down there and tell the people that I love them? Michael most probably shook his head. So God said, Gabriel, well, Michael's not helping. So every 500 years, you go down and you do something, you know, and tell people that I love them. And Gabriel obviously shook his head. Um, And... At that moment, uh, while discovering or trying to work out what do I do, Jesus walks in the room. So God turns to him and goes, kid, you're up. And by the way, you're going to have to die. That's not the way it worked. Or at least my Bible says that's not the way it worked, right? Um, God chose a perfect gift for us. He thought about what is the gift that will make sure that me and my people are in perfect relationship, that they can have a relationship with me again. God thought of the perfect gift, and that's what he gave us, and that's what we celebrate around Christmas time, the fact that God gave us the perfect gift. In his son, Jesus. You know, um, back in 1983, I know long before most of you were thought of. um, Well, some of us were already living, but um, some of us weren't even born. I'm just, you know, older, younger. I don't think anyone in this section was even born. Oh, well, except maybe Stuart. And so I went to, um, I, as a kid, I had some learning difficulties. And, uh, you know, I, I went to a special school. And, um, you know, because I had, I used to get my B's and D's mixed up and my where and were mixed up and a few other learning difficulties. I went to a special school. And, um, and I remember my parents in 1983 um, moved me from this special school you know, where, they, um, where they gave me a steady stream of pills every week. I remember walking to, into the auditorium 
and there were three nurses' stations, and you had to one by one walk up to the first nurse. She force-fed you a pill, went to the next one. They got you to open your mouth to make sure you swallowed the other one, and then went to the next one, and then went back. You know, normal. Just That was normal school. I guess today that may not be normal, but... Um, and so I went to the school, and, and so my parents took me out of it in 1983 and sent me to my local primary school. And uh, one of the things I noticed about my local primary school, I mean, it was no more than a five-minute walk from where I lived. But I never really noticed the primary school because I didn't go there. I didn't go to the public school. I went to a private school for special people. And, um, and I remember walking in there and actually noticing the school now. And there was a brick fence all the way around. And I noticed on top of the brick fence, they had cemented in broken glass. Yeah, that was South African public schools, you know. Either they wanted to keep me in or there were people they wanted to keep out. I suspect it was a bit of half and half, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, public schools are nothing like they are in South Africa. Right, Brad? Nothing. So you have nothing to worry about. I remember my parents telling me when I went to that school, saying, listen, at the end of the year, or this time next year, we'll be in Australia. And so we're not going to be spending a lot on Christmas that year, or this year rather. And I remember thinking, wait, hold on a second. That means I'm only getting one present? And as a 10-year-old, that's a bit of a shock. And so I decided to try, as every kid does, make deals with my parents. Well, what if I, you know, uh, came uh, 20th in the class? You know, um, because back then in South Africa, you were ranked, right? And, um, And so what if I came 20th? Now, son, listen. Listen, you, you will get a good present, but, you know, um, I can't guarantee you what present you're going to get. <laughs> what if I came 10th in the class? You know, what if I didn't um, sleep in your bed uh, uh, through the year, you know? Um, because at that point, we lived in a big five-store, five-bedroom house, you know? It was, it was scary, um, it was out in the bush, you know, and there were noises at night, you know. And so sometimes I would come into my parents' room and sleep on the floor, sometimes, you know. Maybe all the time, but, you know. <laughs> and so I was trying to make some deals, you know, and uh, it wasn't working. And so I remember come Christmas Day, um, I was just itching, you know, itching for my Christmas present. And... Um, and I'm thinking in my head, ooh, I, I, I hope it's that Game Boy, you know. I hope it's that Game Boy, because that's what I really, really wanted, you know. Um, 
And I remember sitting there, you know, and my parents gave my sisters their present first, you know, and I'm thinking, oh man, it sucks being the eldest, you know, you have to wait for last for everything. Um, and eventually, eventually, now it may have only taken a couple of minutes, right? But for me, it was, this is taking too long. They gave me my present. I ripped off the Christmas present wrappings and everything within a second. And there, there was my dream gift. Game Boy. It was green. It had silver piping around the screen. Had nice black uh, uh, controls. You turned it over and it was nice polished silver, you know, oh, some cheap looking thing, I'm sure it was, but it looked really nice to me. And I played with that game every day. We left um, January 5th, 1984 to come to Australia and I played that game for the full 18 hours on that plane. I loved it, absolutely loved it, um, which is most probably why I threw up all over the place um, at, the end of the, at the end of the 18 hours, you know, um, because I was so engrossed in this thing. I received many, many gifts when I was 10 years old in 1983. I received gifts from my, from my uncles, aunties, Received gifts from uh, my grandmother. But I don't remember any of those gifts. I've received plenty of gifts since then. But there's just this one gift that I remember from December 25th, 1983. Because that gift was given to me through thoughtful consideration. What will Bruce really want this year? And I guess my badgering and uh, deal-making actually got through. So nagging does work, kids. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. A well-thought-out gift for someone can have an impact on them well after the gift has been given. And so when we say spend less, and when we, sorry, don't say, you can do whatever you want, but when we encourage you to spend less, we're not actually saying don't give gifts. What we're actually asking is, hey, how about take some time and think about the gift we want to give. Because when you give the right gift, it will have a lasting impact. John 3.16, we all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Advent conspiracy is wanting us to focus on the reason for the season. Just like God gave us the perfect gift that will have an impact on people's lives 
for generations to come. Who knows? A gift you may give this season will be cherished by someone for many, many years to come. I know my eldest daughter, she's 23, she still has a teddy bear that I gave her some, only about now, think about it, only about five or six years ago, but she still has it. I don't know. It's obviously a connection she makes between that teddy bear and her father, and she does not want to give it up, which is kind of cute. But spend less is kind of like a weird goal, right? I mean, well, for me, it's kind of like an oxymoron. Does anyone know what an oxymoron is? All right. Okay, well, as long as Nicola knows. Because I kind of know, but, you know, I'm going to use it anyway. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. Spend less. Just, you know, I, I, I can't do it. Well, actually, Penny's been making me do it, so I can do it. <laughs> but, you know, it's not something that I automatically think of when it comes to Christmas. Spend less. Yeah, fantastic. Um, are we saying spend less uh, than uh, you did last year? Not really. Are we saying spend less than um, your neighbours spend? Or spend less than what your parents spend? Or spend less than what your sisters spend? Or well, We're not saying spend less at all. Though I keep saying spend less. What we're really asking is, have a think about what you are spending. Have a think about who you are buying for. And have a think about that, hey, when I am giving a present, I am celebrating the fact that God gave us a present in his son, Jesus Christ. That's what we're asking you to do. That's what the Advent conspiracy is all about. Not losing focus on the reason for the season. Dive head full into Christmas. But don't forget about why we give the gifts. Don't forget who is the reason for the season. You know, um, <clears throat> and there's a few questions, you know. Um, actually, before I get there, did you know last year, on average, Australians spent about $10 billion on Christmas presents? Just gifts, right? Just gifts. And just, you know... Uh, that Christmas season, season uh, measurement is from December 1st to December 26th, right? Um, and so $10.7 billion worth of gifts, half of which most probably were returned on January 26th, but nonetheless, $10.7 billion. And when you add in all the other stuff, um, the food... Uh, travel, because people travel everywhere, you know, um, all the decorations, everything that goes along with Christmas, 
And Australians spend, or last year, it was around $22 billion. And I mean, that's a lot of money. But compared to the states last year, it was around $700 billion that they spent. And when you think about Europe um, and all those countries, over a trillion dollars they spent in Christmas, over the Christmas period. So, well and truly, over a trillion dollars. When you think about um, how much it would cost to ensure that every person on this earth, how much it would cost to make sure that every person has fresh drinking water, it only costs, well, as at three or four years ago, the UN stated that it would cost $10 billion. $10 billion. I don't know what percentage $10 billion is of um, $1.3 trillion, but... No, Nicola, you don't need to work it out. Um, but yes, you're looking at Liesl, because Liesl could work it out. Um, it was probably nothing, right? But that is, that is the commercialism that is around Christmas. That, is, that speaks to just how much people get involved with Christmas. How much it allows, they allow... Christmas to overtake them. And the Advent conspiracy just wants to, you know, ask us to ask ourselves a couple of questions before we spend. You know, so maybe ask ourselves, is this something I need before I purchase it? Is it something I need? Think about why do I actually want to buy this? Think about, you know, if you're buying present for someone, think about how did the company make this present? Because some people don't like the idea of buying or getting a $50 present, a $50 T-shirt, knowing full well that the company only paid the worker two cents. Right? Some people don't like that. And maybe the person you are buying for doesn't like it either. So maybe think about, would they want a present from this particular company? Think about, can I afford to spend this amount? Well, you know, Yes, if you can afford it, go nuts. I know of one uh, young lady that uh, she got a job, first full-time job, and so she was able to get a credit card uh, for this, or through this, she was able to get a credit card. Her mum, who wasn't working, took that credit card and spent $3,000 on it 
or for Christmas presents. Then handed the credit card back to the young girl and we are now 2019, coming into 2020. And that young lady is still trying to pay off that credit card debt. You know, uh, that may be an extreme case of uh, people getting into debt, but some people will spend rent money just so that they can buy Christmas presents. Some people will spend way beyond their means just so that they can buy their nieces and nephews presents so that they don't seem like the family that can't afford Christmas. There's a lot of pressure on people around Christmas time. And so maybe we need to be thinking about some of these questions before we jump headfirst into Christmas. Remember, um, one of my friends worked at a, um, like a good guys, Dick Smith type place. They tell me the story of a guy that came in and um, he bought four 60-inch Sony Bravio TVs, you know, when those things were right in, you know. And uh, it, was, it was around Christmas, so it was Christmas presents. And um, my friend asked the, asked the customer, wow, who's getting these? And uh, the customer responded, my four annoying kids. I just want them to stay in the room and just stay away from me. And I'm thinking... Wow, right. Completely missing the point of Christmas. Completely missing, missing the point and the reason for the season. Now, I, was, I saw this image as I was preparing for today. And it was this image and it had on it, what are you carrying? And I thought, oh, Interesting. And there were two pictures or two characters. One was Santa Claus, dressed up really, really nicely. And his caption to the question was, many gifts for everyone. Fantastic. You know, can't wait for Santa to come to my house. Am I getting Christmas presents? No, I'm not. Okay, right. So, and then the other character was, Jesus. And Jesus says to the question, what are you carrying? I'm only carrying one, but it is enough for everyone. Jesus will always be and should always be the reason for our Christmas season. You know, I know that rhymes, but you know, I'm not trying to create a poem yet. Mark 10 is the story of the rich young ruler. Can I have the band up, please? And we know the story. So I'm just going to jump right into verse 21. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, 
Sell whatever you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. You know, the thing about this particular piece of scripture is Jesus didn't say to him, um, go sell your stuff so you can be poor and come follow me. That's not what Jesus was saying. When you look at it closely, or rather when I looked at it closely this, this week, when Jesus says, when the Bible says Jesus looked at him, it was really saying, Jesus saw him. Jesus saw the type of man he was. When Jesus looked at him, he saw what motivated him. He saw what type of character he had. Jesus saw what was in his heart. Jesus saw what he was thinking about all the time. When the Bible says Jesus looked at him, it didn't mean Jesus just looked at him as we look at each other. Now Jesus saw him and Jesus understood who he was. And even though Jesus understood the type of man he was, the Bible says Jesus loved him. And because Jesus loved him, Jesus told him what he needed to do. And what Jesus was really saying is, hey, don't focus on all the stuff that you have. Don't focus on trying to get more stuff. Get rid of that stuff and focus on me. Come follow me. And this Christmas season, church, go nuts with stuff if you want. But let's never forget to focus on the reason why we are giving and receiving that stuff. We are giving and receiving it because God gave us the best present ever, his son Jesus. And he is asking us in this Christmas season, to focus on him, not on the very many parties we have to go to this season, not on the 24-hour shopping spree that we have to do on December 23rd. Enjoy that stuff, but don't lose focus of what it is all about. And I just feel this morning... If we can stand, church. I'd like us to take some time right now and focus on who Jesus is. There'll be lots of things coming at us over the next 40-odd days. 
and we can get so easily caught up in all of it. But I'd like us to take a moment this morning to focus on our Savior. Focus on what it is that He has done for us this morning. Focus in on what He does for us every single day of our lives. Ben is just going to play. Worship team will sing something. And I would just like us to just focus in our lives on who Jesus is and remember that he is the reason for the season. Celebrating his birth. Celebrating the fact that he was a gift that changed our lives forever. Let's worship him.